Welcome back to the Solidarity Podcast, where we share stories to connect with one another, find comfort in life's challenges, and to celebrate the solidarity that is being a woman. I'm your host, Riley Q. So, I took some time off, if y'all didn't notice. Um, Taking time off to focus on homemaking was just lovely. Um, You may not have even noticed my absence. Totally understandable. We don't seem to miss creators because there's just so many of them until reminded of their existence. So, hi, here's your reminder that I exist. Um, I have actually been existing in a state that I've never existed in before for such a long period of time. Rest and learning. Redefining my existence and learning what it means to be a wife, a mother, and finding my purpose in these roles right now has been something. I have always lived in the future, filling binders and notebooks and calendars with plans upon plans upon plans. So what does the planner do when she doesn't know what she's supposed to do next? I guess she sits down and looks around the room and thinks, what needs to be done? And then she does it, because she cannot exist outside of the busy, not yet at least. Then she does all of the things in order, from the most obvious messes all the way down to the most minute details, like dusting that crevice in the mantle she didn't know even existed. And then, when that's all done, she sits down in the perfectly clean room and feels the weight of the messiness lifted off her shoulders. Her mind is a little clearer, and her energy is a little lighter. And then her husband comes home, with a slight limp from a long day, dreading the pile of dishes and laundry that he's usually met with, only to be delightfully surprised by the nothingness. Nothing to do. Nothing to clean. She notices and she gets butterflies, because for the first time in her married life, she's taken stress away from her husband. She's reduced his burden. She's brought a sense of peace to her household. Suddenly, it clicks. Isn't that her mission right now? Isn't that what God has brought onto her heart to bring to other people? Peace? Solidarity? Feeling like they can just sit with what they've got going on because there's room to do that? There's no pressure, no burdens? She is obviously me. And that day that it all fell into place, like perfectly lined up dominoes, I realized that if I couldn't bring that energy into my own house and practice the things that I'm trying to do for other people with my own family, I was as good as a fraud. I mean, it's not bad to help other people, but how much more could I help them when I was actually operating from a healthy place myself? A whole lot more, I'd expect. And that's when I dove into homemaking and decided to take a few weeks off of work. I had already been contemplating taking a break from creating, and I'd been interested in Instagram stories from at married in a house on about homemaking and what it means to be a daughter of God and how that translates to motherhood and marriage. But I didn't want to seem flaky with my professional projects. I really care about this podcast and blog and showing it for women, and I know how I can get when I start to burn out. I just fall off the wagon and watch it run away without me. But not this time. I wanted to take an intentional break so I could catch my breath, check in with God, and for some reason, I felt like I just really needed this break to learn some things. Boy, was my intuition right, and I'm so glad I followed that prompting. I have done things that I haven't done in years, like sit and read a book. I've read, I think, three books in the last week and a half, and it's felt so good. I've given attention to my son that has allowed him to establish routines and learn, and I've made memories with him that many moms don't have the chance to. 
I've served my husband in fulfilled roles that I'm called to that I've been severely lacking in for the entirety of our relationship. More on that to come because there is a very toxic feminist mindset that I fell into that caused a lot of tension and distress in my marriage that didn't need to be there and could have been avoided if I had just done things the way that God intended me to. Funny how that works. <laughs> but I have I've been able to give my attention to friendships that desperately needed attention. I've shown up for family and served friends without thinking twice because I wasn't inundated with to-do lists and plans and tasks. I could just simply show up. It felt like living in the moment. It felt like freedom. It felt like letting God decide how my days went instead of planning every second. It felt good. Trust me, it hasn't exactly come easy, and I still cringe when Dustin tries to change the plans on me, but I'm working on it. I recently started reading Ann Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts, which I grew up listening to and around, but I've actually started implementing it into my own life. Sitting in the present with gratitude, listening what I'm thankful for, exploring what it looks like to show up and live in the moment and receive whatever God has for me right then. I've also paired it with going back through Annie Down's 100 Days to Brave devotional because what we aren't taught and why I think we get scared of the housewife life is because it isn't looked at as extraordinary. It's not looked at as brave. But oh, in these last few weeks, how I've learned it is so very brave. It is brave to get up every day and dedicate it to God. It is brave to serve your family. It is brave to have the goal of propagating peace in your household, through your household. It is brave to step outside of the popular norm and choose a family and sacrifice from what everyone tells you that you could have. It's brave to believe that what God has for you is bigger and better than any life picture anyone else could paint for you. It's brave to sit in the stillness. It's been through books that I've had time to read for the first time in years as I've slowed down that I've seen my obedience affirmed. There have been so many little confirming breadcrumbs dropped right in my lap that seemed to spell out, yes, daughter, you're on the right track. I mean, even as I was preparing this podcast, I came across a word from at feminine underscore not underscore feminist on Instagram, and she said, theology that is all about having a breakthrough or receiving the next big thing in life is damaging. It undermines the daily Christian walk, the years of sowing, the blessing of a quiet and peaceable life lived unto God. Maybe your breakthrough is a change of heart towards your husband. Maybe it's an increased joy in parenting. Maybe it's building a collection of recipes that you feel confident with. These are good and glorious. A radical Christian life is about faithfulness, not excitement. Living life on the edge of your seat will rob you of your present. There are, of course, times of more and less excitement, but they aren't some singular measure of God's favor on your life. We need room for the mundane and the ordinary in our theology. That too can glorify God. Isn't that so good? Living life on the edge of your seat will rob you of your present. That is how I've been living. It just clicked. Constantly looking for the next thing, waiting to be changed, waiting for the change. I felt like I couldn't have a testimony in the mundane because who cares about that? But really, that's where a lot of us do care because that's what we have too and we're looking for that solidarity. In fact, it reminded me so much of the woman at the well and how Jesus showed up for her in the mundane task to talk with her and to love on her and to change her heart. As I've been called into these things that I thought were below me and the radical life I was supposed to live, I've seen how Jesus meets me there too and even sometimes more because it's quiet and it's just us and I'm listening and it's beautiful. 
as much as I want to do big things on social media and in music and in podcasting and all the things that require me to spend so much time engrossed in something that has me looking down instead of up and around. It requires me to take so much time away from my family. It requires me to give so much of myself that I lose me. It means that I'll be so busy trying to make a living that I'll lose out on the life that is right in front of me. Being a homemaker, a wife, and a mother is fulfilling, but only through God. I always thought that the women who said this were just trying to make themselves feel better about not doing anything successful in the world's standards, but I was oh so wrong. Being a homemaker and serving God through my family is rewarding because I am operating in my design. No, this doesn't mean making every meal. Trust me, nobody wants that. (laughs) And it doesn't mean doing all the housework or doing all the child rearing. What it does mean is praying over our house, making a space that brings life, peace, and welcomes in those who need a place to rest. It means building my fellow homemakers up and spending time in community with them. It means having true solitude and creating out of a place of real, genuine rest with zero expectations or strings of success attached. It means not feeling the pressure and setting goals that are desirable but may kill me and my family in the process. It means not getting hung up on worldly success. It means realizing that I don't have to play into the boss babe, independent, do it for me and have it all, exhausting mindset. I can shut down the lie that just because women can work in a work setting doesn't mean that they have to. It means that just because women fought for me to have a place outside of the kitchen doesn't mean that I can't come back to that. It means fulfilling my role as a godly wife to be able to support my husband and family the way he intended me to and not feel shame about that. I'm happier than I've ever been and have far more peace because I've found balance. I found when the house is run a certain way and I'm spending time with my family and time with God and actual time spent on myself that I actually have more time to create because my cup is filled and I'm spending less time cleaning up clutter and spiraling from the stress of unkept messes and relationships. It means I'm not having to hustle. I'm just simply doing the things and giving myself grace to realize that not every day is going to look the same. And if I allow God to guide my steps each day, it's going to look how it's supposed to, instead of crumbling into a pile of my supposed tos. It means being more present and spending less time binging TV and social media. It means having more intentional conversations and encounters and spending time truly speaking up and contributing when I do spend time online. It means letting God fight my battles and giving me the words to say when I'm supposed to say them. It's letting go of the numbers and it results in a lot more peace and a whole lot less anxiety. This doesn't have to be how you do things, but I think sharing my experience could be encouraging to those of you who feel like they're drowning. I recognize that God has blessed us with the ability for me to stay home with Hayden, and I realize that it is not an option for everyone. And so I want to remind you that even if your situation does not look like mine, it doesn't mean that you can't achieve the relationship and peace that I have. I also have to let you know that it's not perfect, and Sundays have not been good. We've still fought, the house is still a little messy when we go to bed, the dishes still fill the sink as I speak, and Hayden sometimes watches an annoying parrot because I need a second. I still have moments of anxiety, and these last few days I've been spiraling about money, and I've had to really lean into God to ground me. It's not perfect, and it never will be, at least not on this side of heaven. So my encouragement to you today is to slow down, evaluate what needs doing, and just do it. If that means resting, do nothing. If that means cleaning and making a peaceful environment, crank that music and get to work. Whatever that looks like for you, know that you're brave for doing it, and we'll get through this life one day at a time one choice at a time.
Share this with a woman who you want to challenge and encourage today. Help me get the word out on social media. And if you're feeling it, subscribe and leave a review to help get it out to others on the algorithm who need to be shown some solidarity. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check back next Wednesday for a new episode. As always, I'm so glad you're here. You are wanted, needed, and loved. I see you, I hear you, and you, my love, by the grace of God, you are enough.